Welcome to RAQA Today, the podcast that puts the fun back in quality, compliance, and regulatory affairs. Just to get us all started, for those of you in on the odd chance that you don't know who these three people are, I'm going to give them a chance to briefly introduce themselves. So Stefan, would you be able to maybe start us off who you are, what you do? Sure. Hi, I'm Stefan Bolaninger. I'm the founder and um, owner of Beyond Quality. I'm a consultant. I was in a manufacturing site a long time ago. Funniest thing about me, when I was eight, I have read the draft of the MDD prior to getting it into the real world. And that was the old times. That was the first thing I know I want to go regulatory. But then I went into different other companies before I started back again to medical advisor. Thank you, Stefan. And just did you say the name of your company? Uh, it's Beyond Quality. Perfect. Okay, great. So, Michelle, you're up next. I'm the principal and founder of Lean RAQA. My business um, really has a niche in helping startups and small companies. So, I don't know if uh, Stefan had as much fun reading the MDR as he did the MDD all those uh, years ago, but. Yeah, anybody, anybody with regulatory and quality at their heart is having a good time with the regulations right now. Thanks for that, Michelle. And Monir, uh, maybe you could go next. Yeah, so uh, my name is Monir Aladouzi. So uh, I am uh, uh, the CEO of um, uh, Easy Medical Device. So uh, I created this company uh, two years ago. Uh, and uh, I am uh, mainly um, working in quality and regulatory affairs for medical devices. You saw also maybe Stefan and Michel also on some of my podcasts because uh, and uh, because it's important also to uh, not be alone on this journey. It's also important to be uh, to be with all the other consultants working together to uh, make uh, a better world, if I can say. Thank you so much for that, Monis. I'd love to first ask you the question because it's one that actually I'm asked quite often as well. How did you know to make the jump? So I'm really curious to actually know what was that process behind each of you from saying, okay, I'm going to actually make the jump of from working for a company to actually becoming an entrepreneur and doing it on my own. Michelle. So I come from what I, I call a long line of unemployable people, meaning that my family is at least three generations of serial entrepreneurs. Most of them are in businessman, you know, sales, those types of things of commercial goods. But we definitely are better at making the rules that we play by than following somebody else's. You know, for right from the time I was four years old, you know, I didn't know what the MDD was coming from rural Mississippi. But my mom said I was spent all my time doing my paperwork, filing my paperwork, redoing my paperwork. So I felt like regulatory and quality has been in a calling for me since I was very small, but also having my own business has also kind of been, been bred into me as well. So for me, it just made a lot more sense culturally with my background and my personality to, to take that dive. Monir, what about you? So for me, um, when, I, when I, I nearly finished my studies, I wanted to be a consultant. Um, but people said to me, no, you should not because you have to have experience first. You have to understand how the industry works. So, uh, so I went to work for um, a medical device company. Then I got married. Then I got kids. Then I got responsibilities. So then it was like, uh, <laughs> okay, don't think about that anymore because it was not me alone. It was also me and my family. 
I had one difficulty, which was not to jump because I wanted to jump. The only difficulty was to convince my wife that uh, I should jump. So this was mainly the, the main thing to convince her. Uh, but uh, after we had really a good discussion, discussing about all the things. But for me, yeah, it was um, it was a long process of thinking of that. Uh, now I am on it, and uh, yeah, it's something that uh, I enjoy a lot. For me, it was really a, a long process of thinking and then of jumping, as you've said, uh, for that. But it was not. I've I've not done that alone. I've done that with all my family, if I can say. It's never kind of like your your own decision, I guess, like per se, right? Especially if you've got commitments and other family. I remember when I decided, you know, that I was going to set up Elemed and there's a lot of people around you that will kind of like say negative things or, you know, warn you of the risks and of the, of the, of the difficulties that you're going to face. So it is important to keep that positive mindset. Stefan, what about you? Uh, for me, it was quite different. I had a good job. I was happy. I had a happy wife so that at that time so it was everything fine and then one of my ceo asked me hey stefan i see you want more you want something different try being entrepreneur if it works out for you fine if not i will hire you back and this is cool thing that guy is my still my mentor and um, for me that was the important step getting an external approach it's not like for michelle and monia they had an internal they wanted it from inside. For me, it was more steered from outside, but it was the best decision ever made. So, so here's a question to all three of you and just feel free to like jump in. Um, having all three of you, having worked kind of for companies and then, you know, going through that journey of building something on your own. So what are some of the key factors and skills, you know, that, that somebody needs to have in order to be successful at kind of starting something on their own? One thing that you should really like is solving problems. It's not like uh, you don't think that everything will be flat and uh, working smoothly. Uh, I like sometimes I saw an image on, uh, on, on LinkedIn about how do you think a project will go and how in reality it will go. So it's like a, a straight line. And the other is like you have a bike and you go down, you go up, you go in a mountain, in a forest and everything, etc. And this is exactly that. It's really a journey. And there will be a lot of problems, tons of problems. If you don't like problems, don't go through this route at all. Because um, if you think that because of the first problem, you will drop off, you will say, oh, I don't like that. I should come back to a normal journey. Then maybe this is not a job made for you. Uh, so this is something that I like. When there is a problem, how can I go through that? Or how can I solve it? How can I move forward, etc.? But for me, this is the first thing. If you like problems, this is really the right route for you. I think that you have to be mindful too, is that even if you enjoy regulatory and quality, once you take that plunge, you're still that RAQA professional, but now you're a business person too. And it's not enough anymore to be just that RAQA professional, no matter how good you were at your job before, you have to figure out what the skills you need to actually run a business and you need to um, either contract them or acquire them for yourself. So it takes a lot of self-awareness of what the, and what those soft skills are to, to meet your customers and staff where they're at. Most RAQA professionals are, are closet introverts. And, you know, sometimes, especially to build your business and grow, it takes so much networking. You have to really get outside what your natural personalities or tendencies may be. Fully agree on that. For me, it's also there are some things with, as Monia said, with problem solving because you have a problem all day. 
you don't know it until the day gets up. You don't know the problem of today. You can plan a bit of the things. That's good. But most things happen instantly. And you need to fix your normal thing and the thing which happens right now. And that's um, what a, um, a good consultant or good entrepreneur should do. Fix the thing which is needed now and keep the, um, the rail going. And then on the other hand, yeah, you need to do networking and you need to go for the business things as well. You can outsource a few of them, but it will not work out completely. So you need you need to want it from inside that so you want to go and say, okay, I believe in myself and I can do this. And then you can get to go to the problem solving systems and then you go to the um, to, to networking. On the other way, um, if I would hire a consultant, for example, for my team, we have different opportunities on that. And something you what you really need to look at, look into your sleeping times. If you sleep more than four hours a day, it's not your job. <laughs> I'm please, Moni, um, please, um, Moni and Michelle, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you sleep more than four hours a day? So I think we made a, a note here uh, when I was looking over the questions that, that entrepreneurship, it's a lifestyle. It's not a nine to five. And so even if you work normal hours, your brain is always engaged in thinking. And so, it, and this is part of, this has already come up a couple of times, time management. Mm. You have got to be very cognizant that you're allowing time to work on your business, in your business on yourself and on your family and sometimes i literally block my calendar off for all four of those different things during the week to make sure i stay my brain stays balanced my relationships stay balanced that's a good point you should never forget your partner and your family on that because you constantly think about solving your problems your know right now and the problems which are coming up tomorrow which you can think about and you need always to look at your partner never forget that and always do consulting or entrepreneurship business only if your partner agrees with it okay. my, one of my colleagues maybe you know them um, oliver hilgers told me once happy wife happy life <laughs> I, told my, I told my husband that all the time <laughs> <laughs> and is it working yeah, actually it is. <laughs> so just one thing also that Michelle said. So uh, the nine to five is something that uh, we tried, if I can say, to escape from, uh, to say that, uh, yes, we want to escape from our nine to five, etc. To be honest, at some point when we are doing entrepreneurship, for me, I want to go back to my nine to five sometime uh, just to have more weekends, just to have more time to spend with family and everything, because at one point here, as I've said, you are really thinking only business, business, business. So it's sometimes it's consuming a lot of your time. And for me, it's been a long time. I didn't have one week of holiday or whatever. So it's something that is uh, I really miss a bit. But uh, but yeah, as I've said, it's a long, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Uh, so you have really to go at your pace and you have to move forward at your pace. It's, you should not burn yourself at the beginning. And then uh, if I can say lose motivation at the end. I would love if you could all tell me what have been some of the like amazing things that you've been able to experience because you've taken this journey. Michelle. I will never, we were on uh, vacation for Christmas in, um, on a beach in Mexico. And I was really looking forward to unplugging. And I had a client call me with a potential recall situation 
they were freaking out. You know, my husband was like, let's go to the beach. And I'm like, how do I do all this? So fortunately they had Wi-Fi on the beach. I loaded up my computer and my cell phone. The nice lady was bringing me a cocktail. You know, I've got some tacos and I'm on the phone and on my computer at the same time. And the first thought was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm violating my, my vacation time. But I'm like, no, wait, am I working or am I living? Am I living where I'm working? It, it was like, I think I won. Something, something is happening right, right now. Um, so for me, for me, one thing that I, 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 if I can say, experienced being an entrepreneur is the fact that I decide where I am going on my journey. For example, one morning I had the idea, oh, I said, oh, I'm, I have my templates that I'm using for creating a technical file or creating a risk management file or whatever. And I said, oh, but can I sell those templates to somebody? And I said, okay, let's create the template. I created the template to make it like more commercial. I put it on my website. I put a button and it is there. And I was like, really? It was so easy for me. I, I thought about that in the morning. In the afternoon, it was done. When I was in business, in, in my corporate job, it was like, I have an idea. I like that idea. I know it's working. It can take three months, four months, or even never to happen. And it's what was frustrating for me. It was like, Okay, I have a lot of ideas. I can make this business booming for my, for my, if I can say my employer. But as there is all these strats of administratives, those hierarchy, those discussions. But here with my business, it was like, okay, I have an idea and it can immediately be actionable. And the idea is mainly because we are small businesses. If we grow our business, I think we will arrive to the same situation with these hierarchy things. But when we are entrepreneur and starting a business, this can go really fast in one direction or the other. Funny thing I thought about you talk about a weekend and vacation. What's that? Um, no worry, guys. Vac uh, vacation is still possible entrepreneurship. And this is one of the best things I have experienced right now with the current date. I have a team with 16 people. And the cool thing, the pretty cool thing is I can go to vacation, looking into my mail, and then I can swipe. It's like Tinder. I can swipe out to this person, to this person, to this person. And you know, my mailbox is empty and that makes me totally happy. I look in my thing, I'm, I'm, in my, I'm also on my I'm strand chair or something like that, I'm having a cocktail, and then I swipe left, right to my colleague Stephanie or Stefan, Nicholas, or whoever needs to take care about that. And this is something which me really makes me happy, really. And now I get challenged every day. That's the best thing ever. I get challenges. My brain always focuses on what happens right now. And that is what Michelle I think what she means with the vacation topic, because she got challenged in a situation which is, oh, no, it's normal. People won't do that. Sorry for calling you not normal. And um, But that's the thing. Um, a normal person does not do that on vacation. It just drops and says, oh, it's not my problem. It's their problem. And that's yeah. a different. And, and the thing is, solving that problem is fun. And mm -hmm. by that, that's the same what I have. And that's the best experience ever. And also... What I experienced as very clear, really great experiences has been when I employed persons. I see persons growing. And as a consultant or entrepreneur, you can do that. You can see them and you know that happens because of me. And that's cool. 
Yeah, I think that's a really, you know, that's a really, um, that's kind of like the next level, right? After you've kind of built your foundations. I know, Michelle, you're kind of in that, on that journey. I, I'm on that journey as well. You know, the growth, the growth journey. I don't know, Monia, if you're planning to hire people into your empire. <laughs> yeah, so so for now, for now, I, I am uh, I am not hiring specifically full time employee, but I am using some consultants. I'm uh, as you as you mentioned before, uh, I am outsourcing some of the job. The idea is not to say that you can do everything, yeah. but just to be smart and think, okay. I have a project here. I know that this person can do that. Okay, let's outsource that to this person. It's a marathon. Don't yeah. compare yourself to somebody that had already 10 years of experience doing that. Some people said to me, oh, there is so many consultants in the, in the world. So yes, but there is also so many bakeries. There is so many supermarkets, etc. So it's, it's not like each one has his own style. Each one has his own customers, etc. So it's something that you have to understand. You have your own style so you can go to this race. Uh, the only thing is that you have not to compare to yourself to the others. Don't uh, don't make competition with people. Really work with them. Well, everyone, I hope you got value. I'm going to give a clap, and I hope everybody else is giving a clap <laughs> to our wonderful panel. Thank you all so much for joining. I got loads of value from that. I hope everybody else did. Thank you again, Monir, Stefan, and Michelle for joining us on this uh, entrepreneurial roundtable.